Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Psalm 1 is such a powerful psalm for us. And I think it doesn't matter where you are in life, if you are a young Christian or maybe someone who is already a long time on the road of the Lord, I want to tell you Psalm 1 is a powerful psalm that will help you to keep on the narrow and straight path. And let's just read it together, and then we can just draw from some wonderful points. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. It's a wonderful psalm. And you know, in the first few verses, it speaks about three postures. Walking, standing, and sitting. And I think this is very important. You know, are you walking in the flow of the godless people? Or are you walking with those that fear the Lord? You know, it can be so easy as you go to church. Oh, you are there together with those that love the Lord. But you know, that's only a few moments in the week. I hope that you go more to church than only on Sunday. You need to go to the prayer meetings and to the special activities. And I hope you have an active church and a lively church that has many opportunities for the children of God to come together to strengthen each other and to be strengthened in the house of the Lord. But you know, that's still only a few moments in the week. The other times you are at your job, at the workplace, or at school, or just, I don't know where you are living your life, but there are these streams of people walking on the broad road that leads to destruction. And there is that narrow path that leads to life, the Bible says. So where are you walking? Have you started your journey with the Lord with such a great conversion, such a great change, but now as you are working daily with that godless man or that godless woman who has that profane language and speaks all these things that are against God's word and it bothered you so much in the beginning, but now you're even laughing about the jokes and maybe you're even making some jokes yourself and you're becoming more and more in the stream, walking in that stream with the godless person. You know, it usually doesn't happen overnight. It's usually not the case that one believer in Christ would wake up a morning and say, you know, from today on, I'm going to walk with the godless people. But it just slowly works that way. As the devil also pulls us into that path on which the godless people are walking. And I'm not just talking about walking. I'm talking about where is your ear? Where is your mind? Where is your mouth? 
What are your hands doing? Where are your feet bringing you? Are you walking with the godless, talking godless, thinking godless? You know, that can start so simply, but when you keep doing that, you will find there will become, it will become more and more difficult when you are in church to listen to those real sermons, those sermons that bring you, you know, to a point of change because you will feel attacked. You won't feel comfortable anymore. You will feel like that word of the Lord and that spirit, the Holy Spirit is convicting you that there is something developing in your heart and your mind that is not righteous, it's not pure, it's not holy, but yet it's something that you are interested in, that you are feeling yourself being pulled to. And you know, you come into a battle. You come into a battle in your own mind and in your own heart between the narrow path and the broad road. And you know, when you keep on that broad road and keep walking with those sinners, the point will come that you will not agree anymore with the biblical way of doing things. You will not agree anymore with that church, that preacher. Oh, you will say, well, he is such a radical. Oh, it's always such a radical message. And I don't feel that this is love anymore. You know, I think one way that the devil really works in our days is that he comes and he covers all that sin in a mantle of love, you know. Oh, it's love. As long as it's love, it's good. Oh, oh, Jesus is love. Is If Jesus is love and what these people are doing is love, then, oh, well, then it's all love and then it must all be good. And so then you feel in church, you feel he's such a radical. Oh, I feel attacked. This cannot be love. And you know, when you keep that kind of a thinking going on, there will come a moment that you will take a stand and you will stand on the way that sinners take. You will say, well, I need to take a stand here. I'm standing for something here. And you know, you can be so convinced that what you are standing for is love and is this and is that. But is it the word of the Lord? Is it the narrow path? Is it what God has given his children, his creation as the guidelines to prosper you and to bless you? Or if that's not the case, you can call it love. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but the Bible calls it sin. And the sinner needs to repent because if the sinner does not repent, it will bring you destruction. And you know, when you take a stand oh, and you stand for something, the moment will also come that you will sit down in the company of mockers. You will sit down. It's like you're being rooted there and you don't want to get up anymore. No, this is who you are now. This is where you are now. This is what you are now. And you're just sitting in it. You're just dwelling in it. You're habitating in it. And you're not getting up to move. You're not getting up to leave. And the Bible says, yes, when you sit in the company of mockers, oh, you become an enemy of the cross. You become an enemy of the gospel. You'll be an enemy of the church. And you will move in that way that sinners walk and talk and stand and sit. Oh, but you know, the Bible is clear. In the ending of this psalm, it gives us four things that the Bible says, what the way of the sinner will bring them. It says the sinner, the wicked, oh, they will be like chaff that the wind blows away. You know, in olden days, they would take the grain and upon the threshing floor and beat it 
and then they would lift it up in a blanket and throw it in the air, and the chaff, the wind would blow it away, but the heavier seat would fall back down, and that's what they needed, the seat. But the chaff that the wind blew away, you know, it had no life in it. It had no future in it. The wind blew it away, and it just disappeared. It just went away. It did not bring forth anything good. It did not bring forth any blessing or any life. It's just, that's the end of it all. And it says here, the wicked, they will be like the chaff. It will just disappear and nothing will remain. Oh, terrible if that's your future, if that's your life. Secondly, it says, the sinner, the wicked one, will not be able to stand in the judgment. You know, I've heard so many people say, well, that great judgment day when we all will be before the throne of God, well, I'll see it when it, when it gets there. I'll see it when I stand there. Oh, I have my mind to say to the Lord. Oh, I have my things to say to God. Why this? Why did he do that? But I tell you, my dear friend, that moment that you stand before God and you have all those excuses and you have your whole case prepared to justify yourself in your own righteousness or with your own good works or with all these religious acts that you performed or did, or maybe your anger against God because you blame him for everything. Oh, it will be such a shameful moment as you stand there and you will find out that not one excuse, not one reason, you have nothing to justify yourself. Oh, I tell you, the only thing that justifies us on that day is the blood of Jesus, that he paid the price for us. And then it says, all the sinners, they will not be in the assembly of the righteous. You know, the Bible is very clear. There is a heaven, there is a hell. And the thief and the liar and the sinner, he will not be able to enter into heaven. No, that's when, you know, all those whose names are not written in the book of life, they will be thrown in the pit of fire. Oh, I tell you, they will not have part of the assembly of the righteous. They will not be in that place where it will be wonderful, where there will be no more sin and where there will be no more sickness and no more death and no more depression and no more pain, where we will have a new body and rejoice in the presence of God. It says the sinner will have no part of that. Oh, they will not be part of the assembly of the righteous. And finally, it says the way of the wicked leads to destruction in another Translation, it says, it will be destroyed. I tell you, nothing will be left of all those wicked ways, of all the sinful deeds, of all those that were maybe great on this earth, but yet sinners and unrepentative. I tell you, today is the day to repent and give your heart to the Lord, all because he is waiting anxiously to receive sinners and to forgive them. But this psalm, also gives us such wonderful blessing, a promise of blessing to all those that walk in righteousness and take a stand for the kingdom of God and who will sit with those that fear the Lord. You know, it says that person will be like a tree planted by streams of water. It does not say a stream of water, but streams. That means multiple streams. You know, there are streams of God's blessings, of his peace, his forgiveness, his joy, healing, strength, and so many more. 
And you know, it's not that that tree will by accident grow in that place. No, God will plant you there. He has a place for you where he wants to plant you, where you will drink of those waters of life, where you will be blessed and refreshed and strengthened. Oh, let God plant you in the place that he has prepared for you, where he has already provided in all that you will need in your life and where those blessings will flow into your life. Oh, I tell you, hallelujah, that's a wonderful promise that if we will follow the Lord, if we will think of his law, delight ourselves in the laws of the Lord and meditate on his law, I tell you, he will plant us in that place where blessings will flow abundantly. And then it says number two, because there are also four blessings here. It says, it will yield its fruit in season. Oh, fruit will come. You know, you will not have to forcefully press that fruit to come out of your life. But as a natural outflowing of the stream of God in your life, fruit will start to grow. Fruit will grow and it will be good fruits. And it will be those fruits, you know, that you see hanging on the tree that are ripe, that are full of juice and full of life. And you just long to pluck that fruit and to eat it and to be blessed by it. Oh, I tell you, that's what God wants to bring forth out of your life. That is the blessing that he has promised if you delight in his law and meditate upon his law. It says you will bring forth fruit. Oh, not out of your own works or doings, but out of the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number three, it says whose leaf does not wither. Oh, so many people, they wither and die, wither and die. But you know, we will not wither and die. Oh, we won't have to carry that blanket of depression, of darkness. Even when we go to the valley of the shadow of death, there will be the Lord who will be with us. The light will shine and his joy will be within us deep in our hearts. We will not even be able to understand it or to comprehend it or even to explain it, how it's possible that we are flourishing in a time of such darkness or pain or sickness or misery. But the Lord says, your leaf will not wither. Oh, even though we pass through those things that even others pass through, we will pass through it in a whole different way because we will not wither and die, but we will live and bring forth blessings. Oh, and even those times of difficulties, oh, they have a, abundant blessings within them as God will bless us there. And it says, number four, whatever they do prospers. You know why? It says, those who delight is in the law, who meditate on his law. That means also the plans and the ideas that you get will come from his law. They will come from his inspiration. They will come from his word. They will come from his will and his purpose. And because it is his purpose and his plan, it will prosper. It will do for what it was sent to do. It will be a blessing. You know, I've seen in life and I've experienced it in my own life that sometimes, you know, you can get something out of your own work and then it will become a burden. But you can also receive something out of the hand of the Lord and then it will not be a burden, but a blessing. Oh, God does not want you to have these things and that they become a burden for you. 
He wants to bless you with things that it will be a blessing for you, that it will lift you up, and that it will be prosperous for you. God wants you to prosper in every aspect and area of your life. I'm not talking only about material things, but also, yes, also immaterial things. But you know, as you walk in life, you will find material things become less and less important. Some things are important, but not all things are so important. But he wants to bless you with joy, peace, abundance, satisfaction, oh, with a good marriage and a good family, oh, with a good ministry, oh, with a good church, with good gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, in abundance in your life, oh, with joy and peace and all those other wonderful things that God has in his word prepared for us. But you know, he wants to prosper you in all things, in all things. And you know, isn't it wonderful? This psalm shows us two roads to walk. You can walk the road of the sinner. Well, then it gives you four things that you will reap as a reward. But it also tells you when you walk the different path, the narrow path of the Lord, it gives you four things of blessing. And so my question is, what path do you walk upon? But more, what path do you choose to walk upon after this day, after this message? Will you walk on a narrow path with blessings, all that God can plant you by those streams that will make you to yield fruit and that your leaf will not wither and that whatever you do prospers? Or do you want to walk on the road that will bring sure destruction? But today, you make the choice and choose for Christ. Choose for the path that he has before you and which he already has prepared for you with blessings and abundance, and he will help you. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for those that maybe need to make a change. Oh, God, today, you see those that are walking the wrong path. They are walking with the sinners. They are standing in the way of the sinners, and they are sitting in the company of mockers. I ask you, Lord, oh, awaken their conscience today. Awaken them today. Oh, not to let life just pass them by and that they will lose everything at the end. But Lord, that they will make a choice today to stand up and to be like that prodigal son and to return to the house of the father. Oh, to put their feet upon that narrow path that leads to blessings and that leads to life. I ask you, Lord, those that have made a choice, oh, but the enemy is after them. Like the Egyptians came to bring the Israelites back to Egypt. Oh, and maybe they have become fearful and maybe they are so afraid that they feel they will not make it. But I'm praying for them today, Lord. Oh, Lord, I know that as you destroyed the Egyptians that the Israelites did not see them after that day anymore. So you will also destroy the enemy who is pulling back, Lord, that child of yours who is wanting to walk on the narrow path. Set them free this day, Lord, to walk upon your path of blessing, Lord, the path of life. Lord, I'm asking you for those that are walking on the path of life that are maybe suffering and maybe hurting because they are going through a valley. They are going through a dark time. Oh, Lord, you promised us that our leaf will not wither. Oh, Lord, as they are in this time maybe of sickness, maybe of difficulty in their marriage or in their family, oh, Lord, let the joy of the Holy Spirit fill their heart, Lord. Lift them up this day, Lord. Let that stream of life, oh, those multiple streams, Lord, 
of healing and salvation, of provision, of joy, of peace. Let it flow into their spirit, in their mind, in their heart, in their emotional man, in their body, Lord, and let it do what only you can bring and do, Lord. Let it restore, Lord. Oh, bring that joy, Lord, in the midst of this difficulty. And Lord, give them the answer and the wisdom that they may know what to do next. Give them the strength, Lord, to take that next step, Lord. Oh, be with them, Lord, that they can climb out of this valley in your strength and in your power. And Lord, they will see your face again. They will see the sun shining again. Oh, Lord, I pray for all those on the narrow path. Bless them, Lord. Provide for them, Lord. Whatever their need is, answer them in the mighty name of Jesus because of the accomplished work of Christ upon the cross. Lord, we thank you that you are with us, that you will not leave us or forsake us, but you will bring us safely to the other side. Bring every promised blessing in your word to them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. 